Guys, let me tell you, this is why our viewers love me. I'm going on vacation next week, and I was thinking, well, you know, we can just relax, you know, for a week and not have any interviews in. But I was like, you know what, we're going to, uh, I'll bring some guys in, fill some time. That way, when I'm out on vacation, I can still release an episode. So I got two guys in with us. My brother from the same mother, Luke, chef out the farm, uh, restaurant and pub. Come eat. <laughs> Come eat. And, um... Mr. Fister himself, Justin Nyman. Hello, hello. So to fill up some time and get another week of uh, episode in, I uh, filled a bowl of your questions, our viewer submitted questions, and we're going to try to get through them for Ask the Ohio Valley number three. Before we start, though, I saw you were at Pantera. I was. How was Pantera? It was the absolute greatest fucking show that you could possibly ask for. I didn't want to tell you beforehand because I wanted it all to be genuine. Like, okay. All right, so we're starting off. You had uh, Snafu opened up. I where didn't were they playing? Where? where? Up Burgettstown. Okay. okay. Um, up, at the, up at Star Lake. So Snafu started off. They opened up for everybody about like 6.30. So I'm in a parking lot tailgating. You know, I'll be in when I'm in. You hear Snafu ends. We're getting ready to go in. Lamb of God opens up for Pantera. And it went absolutely fucking I've crazy. I've seen Lamb of God so many times for them opening up for bands like I've seen. Yeah. So Lamb of God opens up for them and it went fucking wild from there. So we're inside. I'm making my way in and they're about ending their set by the time I made it in. So I didn't get to see their whole show. But for their encore, they came back on with Redneck and the best part, Redneck's pumping. The pits open up in the lawn seats and there's what I think they hold like 17,000 people in the lawn, something like that. Uh-huh. Packed, jam-packed. Really? So there's 17,000 people at a minimum in the lawn. And the pit opens up, and it goes fucking crazy. Everybody up in front of the stage that paid all this money for the extra seats, not watching the show whatsoever, everybody turns. I got a video of it. I'll have to post it. But everybody turns, and they're all recording this fucking massive pit going on. Uh-huh. And it is going absolutely crazy. So I just thought that was cool. Then Pantera comes on. And just absolutely killed it. Like, I've got a bunch of buddies that saw them live back in the 90s when it was still the original lineup. And they're like, oh, I don't know, man. It ain't going to be the same without Vinny and Dime. And they were totally fucking wrong. Everybody's jaw just dropped. Like, I never heard anybody say a single bad thing about really? that show. Yeah, it was crazy. So, it's Zach Wild on guitar. Zach Wild on guitar. In place of Dime. And then in place of Vinny. Uh, the drummer from Anthrax. I can't remember okay. his name. Um but Phil, his vocals, like you always expect the older bands to kind of simmer down vocally. No. Phil sounded no. just as great as back in the 90s. It was nuts. Did Rex you get was down great. in the pit? No, I didn't. I was busy drinking. I wasn't spilling my drink. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I stood from the side. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Who wants to draw the first question? Ask the OV. There was a metal-related question, and I had to throw in when you told me you were coming in. Yeah. Because I knew you'd be the one that right, asked. We were just talking about this a little bit outside. If something big just happened locally, where are you tuning in to get more information? Well, I can tell you where I'm not tuning in because I'm blocked from their uh, 
<laughs> from their Facebook for now, but we won't get into that. But I can't go to WTRF. You can't go to WTRF? No. No? No. They, I'm, I'm banned. I'm going straight to the Ten Strings Tavern. Oh, yeah. We'll bring it to you on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sure to bring it to you on Tuesday if it happens. No, but I think it's largely like Facebook or word of mouth. Anymore. Like you don't use yeah. Facebook that much. Nobody reads the news anymore. I mean, unless you're like 65 or something. <laughs> it, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when I hear somebody say a headline, they're like, I heard it from Facebook. Mm -hmm. I Very rarely do I hear it from a... Yeah, you know, I usually hear it from other people. I, I will not turn on the TV and watch the news. No. no. It's quicker. Everything, yeah, I mean, word of mouth and, fa and Facebook so much quicker. Than, like, My favorite part, though, is like watching... Older. At the gym, you'll have like a hundred TVs up top, and you'll mm -hmm. have like CNN on one side, NBC on another side, MSNBC, Fox, all these different. Like, I mean, you can. It's just funny to watch the headlines between one media station to another, just how they change, and it's like, it's yeah. just it plays into politics. So I mean, it's it's hard to even get your your news from the news, right? Yeah, it's kind of like even locally, it's hard. It's like Facebook, but even not locally, it's not news stations anymore. It's independent sources that go yeah. out and do it, podcasts, different. Right. At least drum up your own uh, opinions on it. So we'll answer this question with just... Figure it out, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do the next one. This is from Dan and Wheeling. We've seen too many country artists on this show. How about a shout out to some Ohio Valley metal bands? And this is one of the questions I pulled because you were coming in because you know a lot more than me. Uh, the three that I liked locally that I've seen, um, four. Four local ones. Uh, I like Brimstone Coven. Uh, man, them guys, they put on a killer show. That's always a good time. Um, all these bands you can find on Facebook. Uh I do not have Instagram, so I'm not 100% if they're on Instagram. But every one of them are on Facebook. You can go to their pages and like them. Um, they're all local bands. So Brimstone, those guys put on a killer show. Um, Dr. Smoke, those guys. The showmanship with that one's always a good time. They've mm -hmm. got a good uh, good setup with their shows, and they sound awesome, too. Um, there's If you're not into something so... You know, heavy metal related. If you're into something more punk, uh, Corey Roth's other band. You got After School Special. Those guys just put out an album. Uh, They're also on Apple Music. I believe Spotify as well. I use Apple, so I got their I got their album on Apple Music. Who do you watch practice? You send me snaps sometimes if you get these exclusives. Uh, usually, it was either Brimstone or Iron Flame. Okay, going to their practice. Where like where do you go see them? Like where's a good place to? Like they play for like their shows yeah. venue wise yeah. venue wise um i don't i'm not 100 percent sure i didn't get to look at a brimstone schedule but um they've got all their schedules and everything where they're where they're playing at next all on their facebooks if you follow that i didn't look at it beforehand on the show so you know you would think them. one venue around here could probably benefit from like a metal night yeah i mean it's mm -hmm. that it's, would be awesome that's what i miss about mm -hmm. like River City used to have all kinds of shows. Yeah. Generations used to they're, have all kinds of shows. They are revamping River City. Yeah. They're renovating it. Everything is blocked off right now. They have a like a temporary bar where uh you know where the bull was. 
like yeah. by the restrooms and like halfway between yeah. the restrooms and kitchen, but um, they have a temporary bar of tables there and everything else is blocked off. Yeah. So definitely big things, but yeah, like they used to have metal shows. Oh, all if over the place. Yeah. If you'd have like one a month, because I mean, like if you were growing, bring different people that br- different people. Are, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just following it online. You can't have good shows in a fire hall all ages. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those type, those community metal shows. You can't the sound sound wise. It's it would be nice if there was something like the outdoor area when River City when you could go. I mean, they had everything out there. You mm-hmm. had. Hip hop artists would come through. You had, you know, maybe a metal show or two here and there, and you had a ton of country. You'd even have like the Clarks come down from Pittsburgh and play. So you had like some bigger venue, or you know, yeah. more people at one venue when it was outdoors. But don't even have that anymore. It would be nice yeah. to have something a substantial size to have a pretty good size venue yeah. for live shows. Yeah. Um, Iron, Iron Flame, they're another local one is, too, but they're they're is, is it Iron Flame? One. It's a Hot Rod? Yeah. Hot Rod? Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I, I do like, um, I tried to look up where they're from. I know they're local. I want to say maybe Morgantown area, but uh, Hell's, Hellfire Centers. Those guys are really cool too, man. I saw them guys live. I love their sound. They've got a, they got a pretty punky sound. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like, not quite like Rockabilly. It's kind of like Punkabilly. So it's uh-huh. pretty cool. I like them. The Their lead singer, man, he's got a pretty... Pretty unique voice. I like their style. I like watching them. And check them out. All right. You want to pull the next one? I suppose. All right. This one's from Speedy. Doesn't <laughs> say where he's from. So, uh, What area in the Ohio Valley has the worst traffic? Show me one that has good traffic. Anywhere. I mean, comparatively to any other city, it's, it's okay. We are lucky, but... but. Yeah. I mean, right now there's a lot of construction. Yeah. But as far as like traffic jam wise, there's always the going through the tunnels coming like to like the mm-hmm. island. There's oh, always a terrible. potential. <clears throat> yeah. Like, at a certain point to hit. Like one time, I think I was I think it was with you, Jake, when we uh, we were coming back from the wellness center and a truck on 470 just wrecked another one and just spilled mm-hmm. drywall all over the house. So that, yeah. so that <laughs> route, with drywall. just getting there back to Bridgeport yeah, was yeah. like a half yeah. hour ordeal. And that's probably <clears throat> at its worst. And then yeah. some points in the day, but I don't yeah. know if any other place stands out yeah. as far as traffic. Well, I was coming wise. across 470 the other day, just trying to get, I was trying to go over to uh, 40. I was going to go get my hair cut. So I was trying to go over to Woodsdale and I'm coming across the island. I hit the 470 bridge. Or, uh, no, shit, what's that new one? Whatever, the blue one the going, that goes across the island. The 70. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a 70 bridge, yeah. not 470. Coming across a 70 bridge, going into the tunnels, and somebody rear-ends somebody. I'm looking, and I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you guys... Have all places. Yeah, this thing better be fucking mangled or something for you to be sitting here. I pull up, there's literally no damage. Yeah. So, any little minor fender bender like that, where they're obviously too incompetent to pull off. And, yeah. You know, down the, there's, down a, the weight, there's a weight limit on the bridge. You got to yeah, get moving. You got everybody sitting here standing still. So, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Anywhere in downtown Wheeling, I got to say they're probably the worst off. But it's like it, it sucks because it's part of a big, massive project that they're doing yeah. now mm-hmm. with the whole streetscape stuff. It's like a multi million dollar project. Mm-hmm. It's supposed right. to be going on for like the next two years. Yeah. Um, I know we've got guys down there working through the. Uh, 
the laborers union hall between wheeling and steubenville and everything i mean they're doing everything they're doing sewer lines water lines brand new sidewalks uh hardscaping landscaping all kinds of stuff so i mean it's a it's a long project and it's gonna suck because like especially for all the local businesses and everything because there's no parking whatsoever Mm. like yeah that's that's all that's a problem before yeah yeah. before like everything i mean there's stuff that's shut down it's not even a part of that so like you're going to have everything shut down that's part of the streetscape project along with all your other mishaps that are going to happen. Yeah. Like there was a big water line break on uh, Route 2. Like if yeah, you're just regular north, infrastructure yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you happens. got that shut down. You come through the tunnels, you can't turn right to go north on 2. So like any other minor inconvenience makes it even more amplified. But it's supposed to look beautiful once it, they're all done. And everybody that I've brought in in like the entertainment like world in this valley, it says like once it's done it's going to be good things for everybody as far as like, honestly, I think in like within 10 years or so, if you give them like 10 years, I think wheeling is going to be beautiful. Hopefully they can bring businesses back up though. Yeah. Get more companies. Think of entertainment can get in there. That'll help the restaurant industry for sure. Because it's it's not an easy place to do dinner in downtown wheeling because everybody leaves the city. And there's a ton of places like to eat down there. Mm -hmm. There's so many local restaurants and stuff. I think just candy shops, coffee shops, food, just something different mm-hmm. yeah. to attract people down there. Yeah, Wheeling definitely has the potential to be booming again. I hope it comes. Yeah, because yeah. it was once, so mm-hmm. like, why can't yeah. it, with the right people behind it do it again? Uh, most traffic, I would say, without construction, I would say probably. If you would take construction out, the most consistent traffic is probably around Bridgeport Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. I avoid it completely. Yeah. Like, there's no, no right. easy way around that at all. I don't even go like yeah. once you hit like three, four or five o'clock at that like three hour window, two, three hour window right yeah. there. When you're at like by it, you Neville, cannot get through. When you're by it, you want to go off. All right. Here's another question from Lewis in Yorkville. If you had to design a flag for the Ohio Valley, what would it look like? I had an answer <laughs> when I got this question. A light bulb and a needle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had a question saved up. I thought it was good. But then this morning when I was driving, I was like, I got a better one. Mine would be a flag. Right down the middle, you have Route 7. On the right, you have the beautiful Ohio River. Left side, green grass, a little bit of like buildings. And then you have a sandbox truck going 47, <laughs> refusing to get out of the left lane. That would be on yeah. my flag. Me right behind them. What would yours be? What would mine? you wave? I don't know, man. We're not a we're not a real beautiful area anymore. We're kind of in the hopefully on the upswing with things coming back. Uh, pass. I'll, I'll pass it to Luke. I would say, and then I'll I'll drum something up maybe. Because you sent me this list earlier, and I yeah, I, we I don't forgot, have to. I forgot about this one, but I would say a drunk guy in a football helmet with football helmet on on his tractor. This <laughs> 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 what I would. My flag would be made of Ariat denim jeans. <laughs> and then a uh, sandbox and Halliburton logo. Oh yeah. Anytime my wife and I are driving behind one of those trucks, and I see Halliburton. I'll go on this spiel about Dick Cheney. Yeah. And <laughs> Tell your story about you can Dick get Cheney. Deep into that. She she probably heard it like fifty times. She hates it. Do you have to say this every yeah. time? Why are you bringing up nine eleven just because there's a truck over <laughs> you here? You know how many pipelines are around here, right? Yeah. 
That guy doesn't work for Dick Cheney. You know? <laughs> He's just out here trying to make an honest <laughs> living. Like, and you're over here tearing him we're down. We're getting it, Dick. Yeah, this we're guy's trying it. to provide for his family, and you're upset about Dick Cheney. I'm trying to shame him I'm into quitting his my, job. I'm saving my No future. bid contracts. You can draw the next one. Oh, this is a good one. Name your wildest memory from Jamboree in the Hills. Oh, this is man. from Tim and Raylan. Okay, Tim and Raylan. If we took our wildest memory from Jamboree in the Hills and set it on this podcast, there would be cold cases opened up. There would be paternity tests ordered. I like honestly, a, yeah, would, stuff yeah there'd be a few marriages ruined. Yeah, so yeah, some high name officials. You have, to, you have to think it's not just you. Like I really don't care. Yeah. But hey, like, these are secrets that you take to could, the grave. Like I just don't want to hurt anybody else. We can, yeah. I can bleep it out. No, well, I mean. There's there's ways of saying things. Anybody that knows us things. knows yeah. who we're talking yeah. about. Anyways. Yeah, there's if when they when this is going out, they're gonna be like sweating oh, man. if watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, if I I don't know, we go into this, none of us are ever running for like a political office or anything. Okay, I got, I got one that Luke I know what kind of share. I'll let you tell you. Oh, your I mean I got I definitely have ones. Mine's not bad. I, I have I have ones that I can say that are hilarious. Yeah. So Luke and I have one together that is pretty hilarious that so um in one of the campsites of Jamboree in the Hills wasn't affiliated with Jambo itself that we used to stay at. There used to be an event called Funnel Fest. It was oh, every God. Friday. And what it basically was, was the people would buy maybe, maybe like 10 to 20 campsites. And in the middle, they would put a raised boxing uh, boxing ring. Like a ring, yeah. Yeah. And um, they had huge sound system. I would say, if I had a guess, probably like, 500 600 people like toward the end and what you do it was funnel fest so they would it'd be a tournament style competition where they would call two names up fill a beer bong up with a beer and you know blow a whistle whoever did the fastest would advance to the next round and it would keep doing it until they had a tournament winner and it was a it got it keep, kept growing and growing until it was a huge event and um everybody had fun every year it was a great time every year until the last time we went out. Luke brought a flask of wild. Oh uh, yeah, well, just wild turkey one hundred one. I think wild turkey one hundred one. And uh, you want to start off <laughs> like what what happened at first? Well, so okay. Oh okay, okay. with yeah. the, with the referee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just I was just sipping on this thing, and then I went out, just pointed at the referee, and he goes, "Oh, you don't think I can drink that?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just offering it to you." And he goes, "Oh my God, what are you drinking?" And I, and I just handed it over to uh the guy competing and he just swigged it all he down just swigged it all down and i'm like that that was a lot of whiskey in that this yeah. this guy was probably the reigning champion of this oh, he's event. definitely won, won the whole thing before when he gets up there shows up with crap like a fan club with t-shirts every year yeah, I mean, yeah. so he gets up there and it, he wins what everybody's cheering for him he leaves and next time everybody's caught, not a soul can find him. That was the last. That was the last time. <laughs> the that last he, yeah. time you saw him, he, he got eliminated. And then yeah, the ref is bad too at, yeah. this, at this point toward the end. And um, yeah, it gets down to the last round, and my friend shout out Nick, um, gets to the last round of this other dude, and it was a very controversial decision. Like the ref really blew it, and people got so mad they stormed this boxing ring and i'm telling you like there was this 
remember the, the it was chaos it was chaos like you had probably 50 people storming this boxing green you had refs and the people running the event trying to hold them off just fists or people are just getting ear hold like, left and right drunk hillbillies throwing hand i just yeah. hate this too like this girl maybe five six just getting off the top rope Jeez, she got she got in for five seconds started swinging her arms probably i don't even know if she knew anybody involved just, but probably not but Tossed, tossed, t- tossed by two grown men, we like a just, fucking King of the Ring style. Yeah, it was complete chaos, and yeah, it was all because of controversial decision. And Luke was feeding the ref while Turkey one hundred one. Well, you're the reason. Happened. You're the culprit. You're oh, the. I know. I love yeah. it. You're the instigator. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm always the. You could definitely tell it was pre- the silent instigator. <laughs> you could definitely tell it was pre-COVID because I remember Naven was running down the aisles of it with a uh, bag of wine just feeding everybody oh yeah oh yeah that was... oh man that was got... a wild time definitely the wildest visit definitely a, oh yeah i won't say for... any of the wildest ones but like the pg-13 ones i guess we'll, we'll just... stick with i would say one of my most memorable ones vaguely i vaguely remember uh it was me so my day started off, it was complete shit from the very beginning. So I pull up and I'm driving the girlfriend's car and I'm like 19 or 20 at this point, I think something like that. So I pull up in her car and uh, I pull off to the side of the road and I'm taking our beer down because I got a tag to get into our, our campsite and everything. So I'm taking our coolers down and we're just, you know, I'll be right back in like 10 minutes. As soon as I make it down there, somebody calls me and they're like, hey, your car's getting towed. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, I'm on my way back. So I make it back up and the dude's like, yeah, it's going to be like 125 bucks. Even if, you know, whether you get it, drop it right here or whether I take it to the impound yard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here. So I reach in my wallet. I hand him my 125 bucks, drops the car, and then I take it to go park somewhere. So now I've now I'm out 125 bucks. Well, in that meantime... My concert ticket, because I didn't get my band yet for the day, was in my wallet. So when I pulled my money out, I dropped my ticket. So now I lost my ticket, and I didn't know it until me and Forbes are getting ready to go into the show. So we're walking across the, like, I wish, I hope people that, you know, are listening to this understand the walk that we had to go. So we're all the way in the back of Valley View, and we're coming to the front. So you're walking through this giant field, you're blackout drunk and you're carrying this like 3000 pound cooler it feels like between (laughs) the two of you so we're carrying this cooler it's loaded down with like there had to be like a hundred and some beers in Mm -hmm. it between and it was just going to be the two of us like we had no business carrying a cooler that size (laughs) that far so we make it all the way through that field up the hill and we make it to 40 we make it down the hill which is a whole nother battle because now you're drunk walking down that wet muddy hill that they have the redneck yeah. run in oh, yeah. so we're walking down that hill and i go to pull my wallet out i realize i'm missing my ticket and i'm like shit i don't have any more cash on me so he has to buy me my ticket so i'm like i'll get you more you know i'll pay you tomorrow so we make it inside only person that we wanted to see was alan jackson dude i went i got i went to cracker barrel and i bought this Alan Jackson t-shirt specifically for this. So I finally walk in, I'm wearing my Alan Jackson t-shirt. I got, I'm down 125 bucks from, <laughs> from my, my uh, towing bill. Then another 80, because I got to give him my money back or 90 bucks, whatever the tickets were to buy me another ticket. So we're walking in the concert, Alan Jackson kicks off and like 
we're going nuts, dude. We're spinning in circles with this cooler, just like a hurricane, just like wiping people out, just, <laughs> just throwing beer all over the place. It's like a sloppy mess. So these one dudes are like, yeah, you drunk bastards. And we're like, Woo! <laughs> they're like, let me see your bands. You got your ID on you. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, covers. Then we get busted. So we get our, we get our bands cut. They arrest us in the show, confiscate the cooler. So now we're down like four cases of beer that are in that cooler. Yeah. Got an underage. I wasn't driving that time. So that shows how crazy Jambo was that like two people could bring in like a hundred beers. Yeah. Two 19 year old kids. (laughs) There was no rules, man. That was like the the wild west. The undercover uh, cops out there. Just added so much thrill. No, oh, yeah. you never knew. When They'd you're be underage. around trying to pass you beers and stuff. Like, yeah. I had I'm his, pretty sure this is illegal what you're doing. I had and still have his social security number memorized because yeah. I was I was Jake Wharton. It would, it <laughs> yeah, would always um, yeah. if I got yeah. caught. I don't have my ID, but this is my information. It would it would always be like they could always pass themselves. Like it would be a guy with like a real unkempt beard mm-hmm. and he'd kind of have like a like a little, uh, you know, like um, lean to his walk. You look like he was stumbling around. And then you can always tell, though, because it looked like they always bought their clothes from the gift shop before they came in. Yeah. Because, like, their... Because like their bandana would be spotless. Everything would be spotless at, like, 6 p.m. Or, like, ha, ha. Yeah. You, yeah. It was terrible, man. I mean, it was a great time, but, like, he, he really had to be careful. And um, when they suspected you were underage i remember because oh we were clearly underage yeah it was real bad one year so we decided to drink in like in the rv Mm -hmm. in in uh, the campsite and we watched it happen we watched this kid like walk down the road with a beer and you could see one of the undercovers like communicate with some like three others and they would surround surround them like Mm -hmm. you know maybe like 10 yards away like in a circle so when they approached that kid, he tried to take off. And yeah. Yeah, it was, it was funny. SWAT. It was like watching like a National <laughs> Geographic thing. Yeah. Alan Jackson watched me get arrested, so that's pretty cool. And got my bands cut. So then I'm, then I'm, you know, I didn't even get to watch everybody. You know, I'm just, I'm, it's a total red day. I lost everything. Damn. He got my bands cut. Both my bands. They kicked me out of the campsite and everything. Yeah, before you had Jules in the Hills. You remember that out there too? Jules in the, the Hills. Little makeshift was, strip was club. that associated? Oh, yeah. Was that associated with Jules? No, not at all. I it didn't was just think a bunch so. of drunk hillbilly women dancing up on a makeshift yeah, stage. Yeah, it would be some guys and nobody they, carried cash. Like and, all they're doing it for is like you know warm yeah. bush lights. Yeah, yeah. I think one time, and you can imagine the quality of the women that were up there. Yeah, one time I think uh, I, I'm not gonna say his name. Well, just bleep it out but yeah. uh, he uh <laughs> him and i walked by there and one of the security guards or somebody associated with it like said something smart to him and kind of gave him a little push and he went around and i took out all the stakes of their tent <laughs> around and when the wind kicked up you just see the same fly. oh yeah if anybody years ago watched the fireworks show out there oh, you're, wel- yeah. you're welcome yeah. <laughs> because somebody gave me a box of Probably like a sixty count firework, and I just yeah. found like first clear spot. I can. <laughs> Man, that was a yeah. wild festival. Yeah, it. Like people would. Yeah. I mean, imagine it being so wild. Like when you try and explain it to somebody that's never been there, it was like the ultimate shit show party. Yeah. And it was like the only... people would waste their week's vacation from work to go get blackout drunk at Jamboree in the hills. And the only thing wilder than Jambo was the campsite. 
Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I think any of the campsites. Yeah. You like you to get the full scope of it. You had to not only be in the show all four days, but like you had to spend Monday to Sunday in the campsites yeah. because that's where the real drama's at. That's the party. Yeah. I'm um, like the old buddy Jack concerts. Yeah. Al Valley View at like after jam playing out there. Um, the last, the last year we I went out there before I started playing out there. It was funny because like I was on made stage and played out there, but mm-hmm. also for the years prior. I was just a menace to society with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but uh, the last year I went out there as just like a fan during that old by Jack concert. Uh, one of somebody in the campsite's mom gave us like three pounds of chipped ham to use throughout the weekend that we just forgot and it got like pretty nasty. Like festering outside. Yeah. So there's this concert going out and old by Jack was pro like those shows were probably just as big as those final fest shows, 500, 600 people. Mm hmm. And just everybody partying and Luke just making chipped ham sandwiches and just <laughs> launching them, them straight up in the air for everyone. Somebody's the, eating the them chaos, things. The They're chaos. eating this festering mold. Ten chipped ham. It was just You'll, I had a pound and a half, so I was just making in a loaf. So I was just <laughs> I just made as many sandwiches as I could get out. Just hucking meat sandwiches into the crowd. It was just it just felt like there was no rules. You know how happy I'd have been to catch one of them? Yeah. Like there's just like you know, like where where can I where else? Two AM. Hundred percent chance I'm eating it if you not get kicked out. Yeah. Hundred percent chance I'm gonna eat it. (laughs) Man, I like I I can't get into all the stories, but like I mean not on here, but Yeah. There's yeah. there's a ton of some some dirty birdies out there. It'd be very <laughs> embarrassing. Don't worry. There's 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 bro code. Well, you know, we'll take them to the grave with. <laughs> How about we just the unedited version will be a five ninety five. Whether it be a street fair or a county fair, who has? Oh yeah, whether it be a street fair or county fair, who has the best of them? One of my favorites for food. Is the Greek fest Nicole from Colerain? Shout out Nicole. Like the Greek fest up Steubenville. I mean, if I'm working up that way, it's awesome. Hit that for lunch break and everything. Yeah, I love the Greek fest food. Greek fest, Greek fest. I mean, Wheeling's got a really nice one too. The Italian festival. I only made it down on Sunday in the evening, so I didn't get to see. But I heard somebody saying that they started to bring back a lot more of the Italian food. You know, oh, rather really? than I just having like it's been so just long like street fair stuff. Yeah, yeah, you could like you could go down and it was that. like there's hardly anything. It's maybe a pepperoni roll or something here and there, but yeah, they're bringing right. back I a mean, lot more time. Yeah, the food wise, like they have really good rice pudding. They the lamb's really good. I'm biased though. I like Greek Greek food. Um, I'd go town and country days. I think I think it's Wetzel County. Mm-hmm. They don't have like a uh, a county fair. They have like a privately run thing, but I think a a company recently took them over, but they have a really nice stage. And the old owners, and we used to play down there. After you were done, they would just take you to their campsite and party with you. Only one I've really been to. I go to Jefferson County, Belmont County, Marshall County. That's really the only three that I'll go to. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, I went down to Marshall County. It was kind of dead, though. There was like not a whole lot for kids. I mean, uh, it was mostly like the. Uh, I mean, I guess you'd kind of expect it, though, just being the culture down there. Marshall County, it's all in Moundsville. So, yeah. I mean, it was mostly like the farm mm-hmm. shows and stuff. Um, Betty Zane's one on right now. We could go down there after 
<laughs> yeah, go down, we'll catch hepatitis and come back. <laughs> we can go live at Medi's Inn. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still at the park and everything? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been down there yeah, in a while. Betty Zane used to be. Remember how big it was when we were younger? Yeah. I mean, like in the 90s and even 2000. It was nuts. Like you'd have rides that all filled Fodor Field all the way in the street, like all along the park, in the park, in the old Crow's parking lot across the street. Yeah. Well, now it's mm-hmm. Dollar Tree. But right. Yeah, that lot was empty. They had everything over there. You would, huge. They had a and one basketball tournament. It always oh, ended yeah. in like a big oh, fight a break. Giant, every violent brawl. <laughs> then they had mush ball. I don't think they do anything anymore, do they? Uh, they have a cornhole tournament. I think they have a cornhole if, tournament if, now. Yeah, if I had a... Yeah, the that. mush ball was pretty cool. Um, Cops versus fire. The Lions Club of Martin's Ferry now throw like fall fests and different things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, man. They do a ton for around this mm-hmm. town, too. They were just down the park the past few weeks, cleaning stuff up, painting, revamping the stage. Yeah. Pressure washing everything, cleaning it all up. I don't know. Fairwise, a lot of them have kind of gone downhill, you know, with rides and everything. The only thing I really like is the truck pools, tractor pools. Those are my favorite. Other than that, I don't know. Like, even your musical events anymore they don't have very many like performers come to a lot of them except like gage joseph band who played the marshall county uh fair <laughs> last saturday that's a cheap plug gage joseph Shout band who gage also joseph. is nominated for the best band in the ohio valley vote for us on the times leader i think or wheelie news register one of them i just found out about and it times so, leader wheelie news register we don't have a beef we can get the good news from <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> jules has different meatballs up there Try the fish tacos up there. Fish tacos. The red snapper. All right. Here's a Ohio Valley. The, our most popular Ask the Ohio Valley question that got the most responses is um, if you had to pick like a, a neighborhood in the Ohio Valley with the best food. If you had to eat in a certain neighborhood in the Ohio Valley for the rest of your life, what neighborhood would you choose? Oh, man. I guess if you want a variety. And don't just say wheeling. I, I asked the guy from um, yeah. I was talking from certain... Food Fanatics. He's like, "Wheeling, I can't, I can't narrow it down." Like, you could do like <laughs> you could do Center Market with all the stuff that's down there. There's that such a pro- variety. Yeah. So if you just if you just went with Center Market, you'd have Coleman's, which also has uh, the shit all surrounding it now too. Yeah. They got the the ice cream stands down there, and the the one where they got like the big art gallery and everything all in there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. part of Center Market, part of like the next section up. There's that. Um, they got breakfast stuff over there. They got pastries. Uh, what mm-hmm. else is over Center Market? Grandpa, uh, Grandpa Joe's candy store. I just, I just stopped there today. Later Gator's one, like my number one, number two favorite places to eat locally. Mm-hmm. Love Later Gator. What's your go-to there? I think I always Later get Gator. Sam- I always get the salmon wrap. I try and get something different every time, but my favorite, the, uh, mac and rib sandwich. You can't go wrong with that. And, uh. The there's a vegan taco. I think it's called like over the edge tacos. They're vegan, but I always add chicken to them. And then okay. I get the they got a curry sauce that I always get too. It's so good. I love that. I'll tell you where is an underrated place too. In Caddis, there is three breakfast spots within like a block, block and a half of each other. Uh, there's yeah. that farm to table, which Jake and I went uh, when we took took your daughter to the park, and mm-hmm. it was. Uh, Good, just good breakfast sandwiches, not greasy anything. Yeah. And I've heard good things about Timmy's. 
breakfast cafe. They could, it's like an old church that they converted mm -hmm. into a restaurant. And then uh, there's a place called Christopher's that has a real, really small menu, which I like. Uh, yeah. Usually means more fresh, but mm -hmm. bigger, bigger menus, kind of more freezer space. But there's three of them within, which I always thought, like, man, that's like competition right there. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and Kat is like, I wonder who's winning out there. But yeah. That wouldn't be a bad place yeah. to like go. I'd yeah, say farm to table was really good. Yeah, Wheeling's got like they've got such a variety, but they've also got the area. Like, a lot of people a... said Belair after we put the episode out. They said like, why wouldn't you say Belair? Because they started naming. Yeah, I mean, you got a ton of places in Belair too. Pizza places. Twenty four seven pizza is really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite's Zontini's though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like hands down, Zontini's is the best. Zontini's and then Vicelli's. Yeah, it, Zontini's is becoming unanimous with everybody I interview. Yeah, as the best. Honestly, I, I'd take Zontini's over to Carlos. Well, the thing is, it's like it's more consistent mm -hmm. than that. It's like you can't if you say the Carlos, it's so broad. Yeah, yeah, you the, don't know which one. Each different yeah. Carlos place has like their own. And then it's little like you like the Carlos, you like Patsy. Very like, small. Yeah. Oh, it's the other one over there in Wheeling at the bottom of Bethlehem Hill, uh, Pizza Villa. I never had. I've never oh, had man. that. Yeah, they're only open certain days though. That's what sucks. You know, Fabio's is moving to uh, Center Market. I hope so. I hope they keep the one at the mall. They finish I hope they just their, have two. I think they're, oh, I think they, they're moving. They're, they're, they're moving? I believe I saw from the, the mall to, from the mall to uh, Center Market. I mean, that would be huge for them. They're, man, everybody forgets about Fabio's. Oh, they're, so, they're like, they're like your, your high school sweetheart. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. yeah. Tell, us, tell us about her. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, Fabio has Fabio's has something for everybody. I mean, they have like every yeah. kind of pizza. Love Fabio's. Because I think they even do square, don't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they go both. So if you want that kind, you get... Yeah, you could but... say thin square, like thick square, however you want. Their square, I think, I've, I've never had it, but it looks like kind of Moffa's used to have. Like, uh, it's yeah. real thick, but yeah, there was, was, there really was good uh, like a little bit more doughiness on the top than Zolotini's, yeah. but... You have Fabio's is like, no matter what they put on top, you know there's going to be that layer of like crispiness right at the bottom that holds it all. Yeah. My favorite thing to do whenever I'm working out of town is eat in different places. Like when I was in Cleveland doing that job up there for like, mm -hmm. I think we were up there like eight weeks. That was awesome. I got to try, like there was one called Harry Buffalo that we ate at a good bit, like once a day. But I mean, I would eat dinner when we, whenever we got back. And then by the end of the night, I'm starving again. Yeah. But, so I'd usually eat out twice a day and then take your cheap lunch for your <laughs> 10 hour, 12 hour shift, whatever we were working. This episode won't air until next Tuesday. I would ask you what specials you're running at the farm, but you kind of do it uh, week no, by week. What are you What are you running? Uh, so it won't be this uh, coming. Scallops in, uh, fresh sea scallops, never frozen. Be good pan seared with uh, caper and raisin vinaigrette and some cauliflower pasta. Every Sunday, roast beef and ribs. Saturday's prime rib. Mm -hmm. Friday's fried fish, and then Thursday we have our uh, eight-ounce sirloin night. I just want everybody to know that all that sounds really good, and he showed up here with none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Well. Empty-handed. That's why you got to come. When uh, <laughs> he'll... It'll be like, like whenever he gets off work, like a half hour later, like on Sunday, he'll call me and be like, Hey, what are you, you, you and Layla still up? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah. Sunday they're oh, closed yeah, for the rest of the farm doesn't really us. save anything for yeah, you. Yeah. Cause you know, we the, get done on Sundays and kind of try to start back up on Thursday. Yeah. I'm like, please come. <laughs> Does Gordy still work out there? 
Yeah. Yeah, shout out Gordon. Yeah, yeah. it's basically him and I do, and then we have a guy named Bailey cooks with us. Yeah. Just Gordy's a good small, cook, man. Small team, but yeah, we have fun. He used mm. to cook down a fire station all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you just have him cooking randomly. Mm-hmm. And then for our gun bash, for the alerts gun raffle, that is also going on. I don't have my phone on me, so it, but it's coming on. Already got tickets for it. Yep, September, whatever. What, it's second week of September, I think. A lot of tickets sold this what, year. What's the date on that? Because uh, September 16th. September yeah, 16th. Redmond Park. Yeah, Redmond yeah. Park. Um, I think yeah, tickets, tickets were 20, that. and now it's they're 30 now. Mm-hmm. He's had to get them by that, but I think a lot have sold. Um, yeah, Luke asked me if I wanted to go, but Kaylee's due on the 14th. And mm-hmm. I was like, as much as I would love a beer risk truck, it. food, you risk You gotta it. risk it. Bring the baby. <laughs> I know I'll be working, so I actually wrote his name down, because I'm like, if I win one of the cash prizes, like, I want yeah. something to yeah. what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> we just start talking about food. Oh, okay. Man, there's oh where 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 would you pick whatever uh, oh neighborhood? Uh, neighborhood yeah okay yeah that one's hard to narrow it down like yeah. if you want like if choices if center you, market's if you always wanted, solid if you want my honest opinion if you want just neighborhood I would take that section of by Mount Pleasant and just eat at the farm just every eat day at the farm every day <laughs> yeah. yeah Main Street that Market Charlie. Street I think I get some cheese at the one when you get sick of it. get some cheese stumble your way sticks. to Black Sheep or vice versa. Yeah, there's a ton of good places around here to eat. Yeah. And like um, Tom Kalerick said from the Food Fanatics episode, he said he would put a High Valley pizza against anybody like around here. Oh, He's, easily. He said like a lot of people say like Pittsburgh would be better. but I could rattle you off so many different pizza places around here that are just amazing mm-hmm. that everybody forgets about. Yeah. Every, like, oh, I hate when people just like, oh, let's get Domino's. Like, no, there are way better, you know, privately owned chains. Trend, I think people are trending more towards individual places now, yeah. anyway, rather than chains. I couldn't tell you the last time I've eaten Domino's. Have you ever I'm gag it down? <laughs> have you ever had um, Pizza Piazza in Tiltonsville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, we got a calzone, and it was like thirteen bucks. I think I could be wrong, but I was thinking it's a big calzone. But I'll save like whatever's left. Mm-hmm. And they handed, when I got there, they handed me it in, in like a small pizza box, you know, like not the 16 size one, but the yeah. other one, um, like a normal Zontini's box. But I said, oh, they must not have like, which is like a sandwich bag or you normally put a cow's in. Yeah. I opened it up and it filled up the whole box. It was, it was crazy. That's I had how, like three um, meals out of it. Ruby's Pizza in Steubenville is like that. They've got their stuffed pizza where it's basically like a giant 16 or 18 inch calzone. Mm-hmm. It's massive. I mean, it's like. 25 30 bucks depending on what which one that you get but it is so good awesome hands down pepperoni roll though best pepperoni roll not even a question nobody else's opinion matters on it is Madey's pepperoni rolls in Tiltonsville at the Marathon gas station oh okay oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, man, yeah baby those are yeah, the best yeah those are with the real thick crust yeah mm-hmm. yeah but they're loaded yeah. with cheese yeah. and pepperoni yeah, yeah those are yeah when you said Madeys at first, I was like, yeah. I've right. never heard of that place, but yeah, that. Madeys, Madeys and Marathon. That, well, it's the Marathon well, gas station. Do anymore, do they? I don't think they do the pepperoni rolls. <laughs> I don't think Zontini's does pepperoni rolls anymore. Really? Do I don't know. I never. I used to get them all the time in high school. You know, it's crazy as they had the ice cream and fairy for a long time, and then they just decided to do it just in Smithfield. Oh yeah. Did they sell it at Martin's Fair? I don't think they did. The ice cream. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't think they do. Yeah. Just the best pizza around. Where do you go for ice cream? Ice You're cream? taking a special lady to a special scoop. Oh, brother. 
I used to love movies at the Highlands, the Froyo, but it's closed. It's been gone for a while now. I think it died back in COVID, somewhere around there. Um, ice cream. I go to Kirk's. I go to this, yeah, like Walker's. Kirk's, but I also like Cold Stone around here. Yeah. That's Cold just Stone's the got right? some solid choices, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I never make Mary it out Jean. to Dairy Jean. Say, yeah, it has Once a, in a it while. It has the potential to be packed. But Snow I, Biz I is pretty good in Belair, too. Yeah, on National Ice Cream Day, Dairy Jean had a woman dressed up as Ariel the Mermaid reading the kids. Mm-hmm. Then they had, I think, like a tumbling obstacle course thing. And then they had a white horse come in with a horn strapped to its head. And you could take pictures of the unicorn. And Kaylee's like, you want to go? I'm like, it would be so packed with her. I, yeah. She's a little bit too little to wait that long if there was a line. I know there's two places in Caddis. Like, one right as you get in there, and I think one's by, like, Sally Buffalo area. One as you get in is Ice Cream Island. Yeah, they do, like, specials, like, get a giant, ma- like, uh, mason, mason jar. jar yeah. and you bring it back in, and you yeah. get, a, like, a mm-hmm. one again. They trick you. Do you remember, it would be my first year of Jamboree, so we were really young at the time, but you remember when there was a guy that overdosed in the tent next yeah. to us? So like my He first, was from like Harrison Central area. Yeah. Um. So my first Jamboree out there, like we all went out to an Iron Skillet concert. In That's what it was. Not Panther or not Steel Panther. It was, it was Iron, Iron Skillet. <laughs> Way <laughs> such a such a big such difference. A, yeah. Such a big difference. But um the Iron Skillet concerts where Matt had that camcorder and that guy hopped off stage to fight him. Yeah. And remember he had that video for a while where he was like throwing a fist yeah. at, at the guy. But um POV fist fight. <laughs> POV fist fight. But um yeah, so like after the concert, I can't, none of us can remember like what happens that night. So the next morning we wake up and my friend who we had a campsite with had a 1977 Dodge uh, mobile home. Mm-hmm. And we all woke up outside in tents instead of in the mobile home. So we said, you know, why this happened? So we walk over to the mobile home, open up the door, and almost every street sign of that campsite was somehow shoved. In the mobile homes, we're like, all you were thinking, how do we get these? How do we get rid of them without anybody yeah. seeing us? And then, next thing you know, we look out towards 40, and there must have been 10, 12 cruisers coming with their lights on. And we were like, surely, yeah. <laughs> this isn't for us, but they just kept coming closer and closer. And then it turned out somebody found a dead body like a couple of times. Oh, away. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was right next to us. Yeah. Right I remember that year. Yeah. They all, they were all coming down straight for us. We're like, oh, what else? What else kidding. did we do besides? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's a dead body, and we got all this. Did we do that? <laughs> yeah. Did we fucking do that? You were on that show, uh, World's Dumbest, weren't you? Yeah. Well, January. I mean, I was like an extra. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> the extra. dumbest. It was that year right. that we had uh, the Long John Silver's banner because Chase's dad was the uh, one of the owners for Long John's. Uh-huh. And he had a banner wrapped up because they were doing like a remodel from one of the restaurants. And he, Chase found one in the in the garage and brought it out. And it was like, all right, that's going to be our flag. That's how we'll be able to tell <laughs> what campsites are. And I'm like, good thinking. We got a 20-foot banner flying in the wind. So we had, uh, we had that banner hung up. And that one dude was like, I mean, he had to be well over 350 pounds, huge, mm-hmm. but like just as wide as he is tall. 
He's just built like a brick. And uh, he came walking up the road and uh, he was like, Where you tell John Silver he can go fuck himself. <laughs> like, who are you talking about? And he's like, That guy's Ted, that John Silver. Like, who fucks John Silver? And then we forgot we had the banner. But uh, yeah, he come over. He stuck his arm in one of the lawn chairs and just tried. He was like, I'll pay you to jump on this chair and break my arm. I'm like, no. Klug ends up doing it. But it didn't end up snapping his arm. He ended up just oh breaking the lawn chair. But yeah, that dude, somebody recorded that whole incident. It's I was on the show, though, and I was just feeding him beers. I was just yeah, hanging it on the whole time. You probably had been so underage. I was probably like 16. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you remember, too, you're waking up in the tent. And just this dude you've never met in your life, oh, just sleeping yeah. in between Jake and I. What did you? So get, you got to go into detail. Luke and I. Well, we, we had our the position of the tent was the worst because we, we'd be sleeping. Was this your guys' tent, this or was our, this like this is our, we used to have like or a couple of years? It was like all the RVs and tents were just in a big circle. Yeah, you would buy like we had like yeah. couches and Luke woke up in a thruple. And <laughs> Jake and I's tent was positioned right on like the exit way. So yeah. all night people are tripping over our tent. So yeah. I think somebody just, I don't know if they were just leaving, but we've never met them. Well, I, I woke up, uh, it was like 6 a.m. I woke up because I heard the porta john cleaners, like, cleaning them out. Oh, yeah. They got there so super like, early, like yeah. 4 or 5 o'clock and in the morning. Like the time you go. And I was like, well, I'm going to go now. So I exit the tent, go to the porta john I sit down, and I'm thinking, you know, after being cramped in this small tent all night, you know, with with us just farting, you know, and just yeah. stinking of like mud and jamboree. I said, I could just pass out in this poor John for like <laughs> half hour and get a pretty good I do nap. it at work all the time. But, uh, yeah, I come out, go back to the tent, and there's a dude sleeping right next to him. And I'm waking him up. I'm like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get out. I don't hey, know you. And he just keeps going, dude, where's Zach? And I, I, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to drag you out. Mm-hmm. And he was, he finally gets out of the tent and he looks around. It's like, is this a prank? Where's Zach at? I'm like, I have no idea who you are. He's like, well, where am I? I'm like Valley View. He's like, I'm not at Jamboree in the Hills. So I'm like, this is the campsite of Jamboree in the Hills. And I just point, I'm like, Jambo's that way. And he just started walking in a straight line. He probably just hit up the next tent. He saw yeah. really want to get you guys in here for a live, uh, fight companion. Oh, that'd be awesome. So we can do what we normally do in here and just watch UFC fights and scream. Just stream the whole thing. And talk shit. Well, the <laughs> only thing, you just wouldn't be able to uh, show, broadcast the Wouldn't be the able to sh- yeah, show fight, it or you? audio, but what I would do is be like, hey, guys, we're about to start the fight now. Yeah. So here, we'll start the fight. Like, it could be, we would watch it live and put it out maybe the next day, but you would be like, all right. I think there's a good one. Isn't there a good card coming up next with Volkanovski on it? He just fought. Yeah, he just fought. He beat uh, Yair. Rodriguez, yeah. He defended his title. Oh, yeah. It went, it went yeah, Volkanovski versus Yar, and then this last one with Poirier. Oliveira has a rematch with Islam. That's going to be That's a good one. Be yeah. October. Yeah. October. I also in October is... um. This past September one was really good. That fight card was really good. Also in October is Hamzat and Costa. That'll be yeah, good. Yeah, if, if they actually make it to that card, that'll be... Yeah. I don't think it's going to wind up being McGregor Chandler. I don't think we'll I don't, probably I don't, ever see won, it. He wants KHG. That's what Connor was. Well, not once, him, but he was calling him out after that last yeah. fight. But I don't um, think that would happen either. I don't. I thought I heard saw a story that said Connor didn't put in his 
urine test to USADA yeah, he, in time he skipped for the, the schedule. USADA pooling in order to have his he what well, was to you've got to be in the, their testing pool for like six months i think before you fight yeah yeah but so you gotta have in like six this, months worth of clean tests because whatever it is him and michael chandler coaching the ultimate fighter the reality series of the show and uh yeah by the like the um predicted time for the like fight like right after the show would end like it's way past that and he yeah. hasn't submitted anything so and i guess Chandler's team has won every episode, every single fight. I think he's uh, Connor's team won one. Okay, because last I saw, he Chandler was undefeated, and they were thinking about sending a fighter over to the other team, which yeah. normally happens. You know what's crazy is when you go back and watch like season one of the Ultimate Fighter and mm-hmm. just see the the progression ath- and everything, the progression, the athletic shape yeah. of those athletes, because. Oh my Even God. your favorite fighter, like if you just getting like hammered in the house, yeah, the first yeah. two seasons, <laughs> open bar. <laughs> I mean, all your favorite fighters. You watch, you go back and look at like you know guys that are on their you know heading towards retirement now that have been in there for a long time. Yeah, like you watch like DC before he retired or John Jones now and watch them from the beginning from mm-hmm. their debuts or Tony Ferguson he just retired. Yeah. Well, no, Tony didn't retire. No, he probably should, but I don't know. It's been a skid. Yeah, yeah GSP was like an anomaly. Yeah, like yeah. The, the way he like was shredded and everything, like nobody else looked like him. Now right. a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just watch like how how big the progression is from when yeah. they first started to now. Well, think of probably like the the first seasons of Ultimate Fighter. Think of like all the training camps and like companies involved and mm-hmm. behind the fighters. And look at it now; it's like there's Team Alpha Male. You hear about there's the black ele- zillions, yeah, elevation, which is like mm-hmm. where That's Gagey is. So yeah. it's like there's like five, yeah, five huge cam- four or five huge camps that like everybody kind of goes to. And yeah, weight cutting too. Like, yeah, you, you're not gonna have a lot of body fat percentage on you if you're cutting weight to get to mm-hmm. the fight. So there's like a whole nother level of of athleticism. Yeah, Poye was saying in the, in his uh, post fight interview, he's like he stays around. Because they were asking him if he was going to bump up to 170 now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why? First off, he's like, no. He's like, I can make this weight easily. He said, this is one of the easiest weight cuts for me. This is now. He's like, I walk around never any more than 183. Mm-hmm. He's like, I usually hover about 180, cut down to 55. He's like, dude, I could have cut, you know, another five, six pounds when yeah. he came and weighed in on Friday. And I heard an interview with, uh, I think it was Dean Thomas, where he said back in the day, like their logic was, okay, we're just not going to eat for a week and a half before mm-hmm. the fight. That's right, that's, that's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah like, we're just not going. Yeah, do the science anything. behind it all now. Yeah. Um. So before I let you go, guys, go. I want to hit you with a question that's a little bit controversial to get some clips. So we're talking. <laughs> so we're talking. <laughs> so we're we're talking about the dif- the difference in athleticism between fighters like from Ultimate Fighter season one till now. With the way sports evolves and athletics evolves, do you think LeBron James could give Michael Jordan a game? Could LeBron beat Jordan? Prime, one, prime one, v prime, prime versus prime. Okay. One v one, prime versus prime. LeBron How many ounces are the gloves? <laughs> <laughs>